0: And welcome to another edition of the Geodorable podcast
1: with your hosts Chris Morris and Mark Thompson. For more information on this episode, visit the Geodorable page on Facebook.
0: Happy New Year, Chris! Can we say that?
2: I mean, it's, you know, it's what, middle of Jan?
0: Sure, but now everyone who's listening in the future knows when this podcast was, was recorded
2: middle of jan yeah okay yeah. Uh, you know new year new podcast same oh old. come
0: on it's a good year 2019 year of the dog isn't it i don't know actually no idea i think it is so welcome listeners to the number one geospatial podcast in the world
2: yeah that's a big claim but i think one we can stand behind
0: and best pod voted best podcast of 2018 was it well when we voted between oh, you and yeah, i yeah,
2: sure yeah we thought it was pretty good <laughs>
0: Yeah, and this podcast is all about geospatial stuff, mapping technology. technology yeah, uh, we have views, opinions, interviews, all some the good them, stuff. Yeah, some of them are our own views. <laughs> That's right. We're disclaiming already. well. Uh, might as well. Some, yes, the views and opinions expressed on the show are our own and not related to anyone we work with or for. Nice. So, Mark, uh, we've
2: been away. It's been Christmas. I mean, Christmas in uh, in New Zealand is always a fabulous time. Yeah, Christmas in the summertime. Although, I don't know if it was same for you, but Christmas Day, it rained
0: cats and dogs. Uh, No, it just was overcast, but that's what you expect in New Zealand. Yeah,
2: fair enough. Um, Been away
0: much? Uh, Not at all. I went up uh, half an hour north of where I lived to my parents' farm and then did nothing except beach and, I don't know, played games and ate. Very nice. Yeah. Very nice. And you?
2: Uh, I went a bit further north, uh, but yeah, went camping uh, with the kids, the wife, you know. Tenting, uh, camping. I think, I think people know that camping involves tents. It's, okay.
0: I hope so anyway. Just translating for people in, in case they're thinking other things.
2: Doubt it, but anyway. Um, yeah, beaching and uh, eating and drinking and all that kind of good stuff that you do in the summertime. Yep, and was Santa good to you? Santa was pretty generous, yeah. Um, Can't complain. Yeah, that's Mm -hmm. good.
0: Mm -hmm. So you're on the nice list then. Uh, He'd heard this podcast. (laughs) Yeah. Yes, but we also need more than sponsorship from Santa.
2: (laughs) We can't talk about that yet. It's only like, you know, first episode. (laughs) (laughs) Uh,
0: If you'd like to sponsor the number one G.S. Special Podcast in the world... (laughs) Get in touch and how could they do
2: that mark how could they get in oh, touch
0: so many ways Chris well first let's start just search geodorable on Google mm. that's that's simple otherwise go to Facebook go to Twitter go to geodorable.com. just email us at geodorable at gmail.com hmm am I missing anything else
2: well new this year we've uh, we've been playing around with how you can listen to us and uh, um, yes. We are now available in on, on so many platforms that uh well it's ridiculous so uh we're on um stitcher and uh tune in and hey you can find us on spotify spotify uh, yes overcast player fm iTunes. itunes we're going to be on google play as well um yeah you name it you, you choose your favorite podcast provider and we're there for you
0: and your favorite podcaster's there yeah <laughs> Um, yeah, so lots of ways, and and the reason you want to listen—I mean, you already listen, but but tell your friends. Um, say, hey, I listen to this great geospatial Special podcast. You should too. Or if yes. people ask you, how are you so knowledgeable about what's going on in the industry? Don't hold, don't keep it a secret. Share with them that uh, you listen to the number one geospatial Special podcast in the world. Have I, I said mean, that enough times?
2: Yeah, I think you have. I mean, you know, and, and our role, I think, is to you know condense and uh, you know we we still. Yeah, well, I mean, we look at every single geospatial news story and just bring you the cream. You know? Well,
0: Newsroom um, spends 24-7 well, <laughs> scouring the interweb. Yeah,
2: yeah, a lot of that. At yeah. some point, my boss is going to ask me to do some work, but, <laughs> you know, at the moment, I'm doing, hey, I'm reading geospatial news. So
0: Yeah, um, and on this podcast, we've got a bunch of news, but we've also got a great interview with the people from Bluefield. Yeah, indeed. Um, and that is one of the most charming interviews I've ever had. <laughs> um, and their product's really good, so mm-hmm. I hang around for that. So with that, shall we, shall we get on with some news, Mark? Yeah. Spatial news. Alexa, play adorable. Hey, she'll do that. Is that going to work? Might do it. Oh no, Let You can do,
2: You can do Alexa subscribe
0: to Geodorable. Yeah. But anyway, why are we talking about Alexa?
2: Um, well, my son's called Alex, and if you shout at him, <laughs> Alex, stop doing that, Alexa comes on and, uh, and <laughs> it's really very annoying. <laughs> Is that why we're talking about it?
0: Uh, no. Oh. Why no, but that, about it, that's good. Maybe the name Alex will uh, fade away as people get annoyed with their uh, Amazon devices.
2: Or my son will. I get annoyed at him quite a lot.
0: But the good news is now you can shout at Alexa in your car.
2: You can.
0: I mean, this is this is uh,
2: yeah, great partnership news here. So this is um, this is here, who our good friends are here. I should say, um, they have partnered with Amazon Alexa, and now yes. when you get in a, a car, that's that's what. How shall I put it? It's it's got the uh, the here navigation. Yes. Uh, you can ask Alexa to um, get you home.
0: Yeah, so the combination of combination of voice-first interactions with f- uh, first-tier uh, navigation makes it easy for automac- automakers to deliver intuitive voice-commanded experience. It
2: almost sounds like you're reading
0: that, Mark. Ah, uh, yeah, I may have been. <laughs> okay, cool. What I like was, was
2: some of the examples uh, they give where... Um, Earlier in the day, you can go to, hey, Alexa, um, I need to buy some bread on the way home or something like that. Yeah. And then when you get in your car, Alexa obviously knows that you need to buy some bread on the way home and it routes you past the bread store or the bakery, as I believe they're often called. Um, yes. And, uh, and, and that's pretty cool.
0: Yep. Or you could say, Alexa, wh- where do I turn? And yeah. it, will, it will tell you to turn directly after the such and such. Um, which you'd see on your navigation map anyway, but I don't know, maybe it's nice being told or having the assurance that someone else is listening to you. Oh, I think so. <laughs> I, I quite like.
2: But quite partial to
0: Alexa telling me what to do. This is this is the future of um, of location and this AI machine learning well, it's, uh, it's thing also, that's going no, on.
2: It's the future of autonomous vehicles, right? Being able to get in your car and go, hey, take me home. Without you know, you don't have to type. Can you imagine actually that in the future, when you get in your car and before you can go anywhere, you have to go on a little keyboard and
0: type in the address? I would almost prefer that because I'm having a few issues with um, OK Google at oh. the moment, mm. and uh, it keeps turning on, and I don't want it to turn on.
2: Remember when we used to have uh, you know all those stories about people who'd followed sat-navs blindly and it ended up in a river or a lake or in the yeah. sea? I, I can see that with you know. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we'll see the same thing with uh, you know these voice-guided navigations in the future. You know?
0: People getting um, very irate with them and then yelling, and then they'll understand, of course, when you don't want them to.
2: One of the things I do like about Alexa, we're kind of getting off topic here, but one of the things <laughs> I like about Alexa is if you ask Alexa to play music, you can then go, Alexa, shh, and she shuts up. I think it's great.
0: <laughs> <laughs> anyway, anyway. Don't try that on other relationships. <laughs> no,
2: maybe not. Moving on. Yes, maybe not. Spatial news.
0: Now, Chris, no doubt you spoilt your children rotten.
2: Tried not to. Yeah. Mm, you know, Christmas, it's not just about presents, <laughs> isn't it? Mm, I don't think so. Okay. Think there's some
0: something behind it. I have one child who's very simple to buy, for She wanted the book, um, and you got a, a book. Which she finished under an hour of getting it.
2: I'm t- what was the book? We're getting up? Off- no. Uh, it's,
0: it's, it's quite a big thick. Yeah. Anyway. Um, and the other one was Lego, which was expensive. Anyway. Um, what we didn't get them, but maybe we should have, is a play map.
2: Now, this, I think, is possibly my favorite mapping-related... Oh, Tool, I think, that tool? I've ever used. I don't know. Tool? Um, um,
0: now, Chris, it's a German company, so can you please pronounce the name of it in your well, this German dialect? Well, this one is
2: easy because if you go to the website, it's got the ability to switch to English. Yes. Uh, but no, so it's uh, Kinderkais, I think. Kinder <laughs> being the German for child. children or child. and children, yes. Yeah, kais being the German for map.
0: <laughs> yes, okay But anyway, so what it does It takes um, You select a location in the world And it makes a play map of it So yes. it could be your home um, And actually it would be quite cool In the um, office environment as well I don't think it's just for children
2: No, I think this is this is brilliant And it basically it uses um, I think it's OpenStreetMap And it takes OpenStreetMap And creates this amazing stylized Kind of kids play map
0: yeah, and it's washable. Uh, yeah, yes. So that's always useful when children or uh, colleagues are about.
2: The thing I like about this, other than it it being a pretty nifty little product, is uh, how easy it is to to actually. Because you, know, you can drag on your own buildings and.
0: Oh, you mean to make it? Yeah. Yes. Yes. And you, you can kind of go can make your own. We didn't quite explain that because we set up in StreetMap. So yes, you can actually drag on your own buildings and do things and colour things, and it's quite cool.
2: Well, and, and I think if a, a few, um, what I what would I say, uh, a few of the larger uh, geospatial companies should look at how they do stuff, <laughs> uh, and then just um,
0: well, it does yeah. link in nicely to Bluefield. It does. Um, yeah. So yeah, some of the making maps easier to read. Um. But yeah, let's let's move on.
2: Okay. Let's uh, let's do so.
0: Spatial news. Uh, Now, Chris, I know you're a a a, a fanatical collection of Esri badges. (laughs) I have a few
2: Um, badges, or um, what's what's the American term for badges? Buttons. Buttons. Yeah, buttons. I think it is. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Um, anyway, so uh, your friends at Esri, Esri UK, well, you and my friends,
2: yeah, your friends as well,
0: um, have invented some new badges.
2: Well, kind of. So what, what they've what they've come up with is, I, I guess, in a, in a way, uh, a way of gamifying your ArcGIS online.
0: Yeah. So what basically... what you put on ArcGIS online. Yeah.
2: So so they have this kind of reward scheme with. Uh, and it's we should point out it's just a prototype at the moment not you know fully um, featured or anything but uh, if you log into this uh, esri rewards portal it then analyzes uh, all the um, the content under your name you know under, uh, yeah the stuff that you've created yeah. and the more say the more story maps you've created then the more badges that you win and you can become a story map wizard i think it is
0: um well you, you, there's many things you can become an apprentice explorer knight uh, professor wizard and a superhero superhero so um yeah i quite, so. I quite like it
2: actually i think it's just a, a kind of a fun way of um let say gamifying just
0: online Sure, if you want some uh, badges to add to your collection, go for it.
2: Hmm. Spatial news.
0: Now it's a double here session on the news tonight.
2: So we've had Alexa and now we have um, here, I think partnering with
0: is it Jibestream. Jibestream, not Jibe Talking, but no. Jibestream. And we all know Jibestream because they do indoor mapping.
2: And indoor mapping is the next, because we've mapped the outdoors, right? It's kind of That's fun. right.
0: Yeah, and when we're talking about smart cities and all those sort of things, um, and uh, digital twins, let's talk about the interior map. Mm. Um, so, so yeah. what have they done?
2: Well, as I say here, I've uh, partnered with Jobstream, and um, uh, yeah, they're using the, uh, the the processes, I guess you could say, that Jobstream have developed to uh, um, update and um, Add to here's mapping capability.
0: Yeah, so basically, you can take your Jibestream map and put it onto here maps. Hmm. Um, so, yeah, so they, if, if you're a mutual customer of both, or want or of one and want to be of the other, uh, then you can use the same platform.
2: Yeah, and, and I guess the really nice thing is is you know currently with you know, with mapping, it you know if you want to get from A to B, it stops at the building yeah and this is just taking that a little bit further and enabling you to get to the right office or
0: the right shop or whatever it is yeah and uh, but also highlights uh here's uh massive appetite for uh for pushing their product out there
2: yeah sure well he's he's doing pretty good stuff at the moment
0: yeah Hmm.
2: so uh i think we have one more news story yes we do
0: Spatial news. Now, Chris, ArcGIS Pro, it's been with us for four years. Has it been that long? It has been that long. Okay. And uh, Esri, or someone at Esri, posted a, what's your competency level with ArcGIS Pro? Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Basically saying, you know, it's been around for a while. How do you feel? Um, And so 281 people have replied. So far. So far, well, they actually closed it.
2: Oh, did they? Okay. Yeah. Okay.
0: <laughs> um, and you'll be pleased to know nearly 50% of people still use ArcMap more than ArcPro, but use ArcPro a little bit.
2: Oh, come on. People need to get with the program, I reckon.
0: Uh, well, 15 people agree with you. It's called Pro for a Reason. I am an ArcGIS Pro. Retire ArcMap early.
2: Well, there you go. Um,
0: yeah, but what... Uh, uh, what it shows is, is I mean, there's, there's still more people, I suppose, using Pro questions, uh, yeah, more Pro than than Map, um, but they're still finding a use for ArcMap.
2: See, I've, I've become more of a fan of Pro. The more I've used it, the, you know, it has its moments um, where you kind of scream at it, um, but <laughs> I, I find a lot of things um, I just uh, a little bit more, I don't know, familiar. I guess, in a strange way.
0: Okay. Mm. I just find most of the tools I like to use don't work. <laughs> so Damning up, indictment. And yeah. having to go to Python and writing it there. Oh, uh, yeah. Because well. at least they will give me feedback about why it's not working. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, we know pros the future. We know um, holding on to ArcMap is like holding on to that old cardigan. Um, it's comfy. It's comfy, but it smells and it's a little bit worn. <laughs> just imagining, uh, yeah, the the
2: Esri folk listening to this thinking,
0: oh yeah, we're, we're going to use that in the marketing. You know? <laughs> <laughs> it
2: smells and it's a little bit warm. Move to pro. Ah, uh,
0: yes. But anyway, hmm. so um, yeah, that was just an interesting snapshot into uh, two hundred eighty-one people's minds. Okay. Well, plus us too. So there you. Yes. Go. There we go.
2: We've just we've just expanded. Yeah.
0: Yeah. All right. Let's hit the interview.
2: Okay. So. Um, so, yes, we had an interview with uh, with um, Dennis and um, Worth from Worth. Bluefield GIS. Um, yes. And they have developed, and you need to go right this very moment, stop listening to the podcast, go and do it Well, not if you're now. driving, it's fine. Well, Keep
0: listening to the podcast. But remember, bluefieldgis.com.
2: Yes, go and have a look at those, guys. They've got two kind of uh, apps.
0: Or two Yeah, two products out there. One called Draw Maps, which is available now on the, uh, on the iTunes shop mm-hmm and it is an amazing um markup i suppose yeah. for your map using using um Microsoft uh, using apple maps um but it's just got this fantastic uh four color pencil system that allows you to create special data by sketching on the map
2: yeah
0: i mean until you see it we can't give it justice
2: well it is one of these things we're describing it and I can imagine we're going, Yeah, mm. mm. But actually when you use it, the the design effort that has gone into producing the application is amazing. That
0: there, there are just Yeah, well, I think you said two years of yeah. of, of effort. And you can tell it, it's just simple. It's like if you're too scared to give people collector because yep. you know, it's a little bit cumbersome and GIS. Give them this. And it's only five bucks, Chris. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, yeah! Um, uh, unbelievable price. <laughs> spo- anyway, um, the other thing, uh, yeah,
2: getting back to the the kind of the design concept, and this is you know I was playing playing around with. It. I've got kind of a stencil, you know, old school. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like the stencil, but what I really like about it is, it, it's almost like it's you can pick the stencil up and move the stencil around and rotate it, and you flick it off to the side of the map, and it just goes and docks itself, and it's it's. For me just the user interface the way it's been designed is is just superb yeah and as it, well as been useful
0: it's it's so good they're actually partnering with esri mm. and there's a new product coming out called draw gis and it's like draw maps except it works with your arc online yep um and again it's, uh, putting it out there it is competition to um collector and and survey123 um and Esri's obviously acknowledging that or something, I don't know, or seeing a space for it.
2: Well, I definitely think there's a space for it because it's not kind of, it's not hardcore collector, well, right? Hardcore it's GIS. It's not analysis,
0: it's not, but yeah.
2: But, but if you want to be able to like, you know, take uh, take your ArcGIS Online map out into the field and do some like pretty simple markup in, in a kind of, in a very familiar way, like, you know, if you've got like uh, your iPad with a, um, one of the pencils, whatever they're called, what's it called?
0: I want to say stylus, but
2: yeah, I think, I think that's old t- school term. But we know what we mean. But you know, the Apple, the Apple pencil. You know, you can just sketch away with that, and it's and it's like drawing on paper, and you're you're kind of getting that same really clear um, feel. So
0: it, I feel as though we're gushing, Mark. I, I feel so. They were charming gentlemen.
2: They were. It was fabulous to talk to them. Um, so with that, perhaps we should we should step back a little bit and allow our listeners <laughs> to listen to the interview.
0: Hello, Worth and Dennis. Hello.
1: Good morning. Um, welcome to the podcast. Thanks for coming on board. Oh, it's my pleasure. I'm, I've been uh, excited about doing this. So, <laughs> yeah, I'm big fans of y'all's.
0: Well, yeah. Yeah, Dennis, you've actually, one of our first guests, have actually listened to the podcast before coming
1: on. That's great. <laughs> no, I'm a, I'm a GIS geek and I am a, um, a podcast listener from way back. <laughs> Brilliant. So. <laughs> How do you guys
0: describe what you do? How
1: do you introduce yourself? Uh, well, um, I see uh, us as a small company, and uh, we are—we have a mission of providing software to organizations that uh, struggle to get uh, um, uh, GIS into the hands of the. Uh, part the the personnel that uh would not traditionally be a gis user and so uh i uh, i see us as like our mission is to uh get people uh more people into uh, geographic software and spatial software people that would not traditionally be there yeah. yep
0: so is there a is there a tagline
1: uh <laughs> I don't guess we have one um, no. uh, we you know we, we we make this app and we sell it on the App Store and so we haven't had uh, a lot of public um, d- you know direct public uh, communications yet uh, because of the that App Store app that we have um, but that's going to change uh, with the release of some of the coming software so
2: so you currently have um, uh, draw in um, in the App Store. Do you want to talk a little bit about that?
1: Uh, sure. Uh, I started out uh, developing uh, software with this mission that, that you just heard me say uh, for the GIS community. And when I got the software looking good to a certain point, uh, my partners said, we really need to do a version of this uh, for uh, consumers. And I started thinking about it and tossing and turning at night and, and, and just finally decided that we should do that. And so I did an Apple Maps version instead of an ESRI-based uh, version. And we put that on the App Store and it has done really well. And uh, it, it is nothing more than a, a, a map with a set of pencils in the bottom right-hand corner of the screen and you can draw on the map very similar to the way you draw in all these other drawing apps, like you would download off the app store or the play store, except you, uh, are doing it right in the map. And so, uh, I don't know. I, it, that was, that was how that got started. And, uh, and then once that was started, I had to kind of keep going with it to really make it presentable. So it's almost like a, a distraction from our original purpose, which was GIS. However, all the features that I put in that was also uh, going into the GIS product because they share the same code base. So,
2: so you, you kind of said at the, the start, you know, it's about putting tools in the hands of people who wouldn't traditionally uh, use GIS. And uh, with draw maps We're not quite there yet, but I, I know it's coming. You know, um, was that kind of a conscious decision to, to then kind of use, you know, pencils? Because, um, you know, your, your interface is very kind of, mm-hmm. how, how shall I put it? It reflects what people are used to, you know. It is pencils. You know, um, I love the fact that you know, rubbing things out, you use using a razor. You know, it's uh, it's kind of really obvious. So, is, was that
1: kind of in in the design um,
2: plans that you wanted to implement?
1: Exactly. It was um, the 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 industry that I came from was utilities, uh-huh. and uh, in the utility space, a red pencil and a blue pencil and a green pencil have real meaning when you're out in the field. And so my original intent was to give that guy that's riding around in the truck with a stack of paper maps in the passenger seat, um, the same tools that he has normally rolling around on his dashboard um, to use in this app instead. So uh, that that's why that those, um, those three color t- uh, pencils are in there. And
3: mm-hmm. then, of
1: course, I just put a number two graphite pencil in there as well. So, and, and a highlighter.
0: Yeah. I like the way it's, it is exactly as you say. It's a map with some pencils.
1: Yep. And you just draw on the map. That's it right. It doesn't get much simpler. It doesn't get much simpler. Now, if you're back in the office in the utility company, um, at the engineers uh, sitting in, in the cubicles doing their engineering work, they have these uh, stencils that they will use to draw things on the paper maps as well. And so that's why we added a stencil. And I don't know if y'all saw the stencil, but you can pull the stencil <laughs> yeah. into the map, and you can um, you know do any of those shapes, and it just pops right into the map, just like you would do it on paper.
0: Yeah, yeah. And then you're
1: about to launch or trying to launch a new version. That's right. That's right. It's um, draw draw GIS um, is uh, the think of that as the big brother of draw maps and draw GIS, uh, gives you all the same tools, the same look and feel. Uh, but it adds, uh, it has the ability to do this on web maps instead of the, you know, the canned apple maps. And yeah. so, and it can be any of your, any web map that's accessible today can be used with draw GIS. Um, if you want to, you can also collaborate. If you enable your web map, in ArcGIS Online, if you enable it for Draw GIS, then you can actually uh, uh, join a collaboration within that map and have many users, uh, whatever um, Esri's limit is, um, accessing that map in real time. And everybody would see each other's notes uh, in real time. Yep. And you'd be updating um, feature classes? That's right. Um, So... Uh, you know, we have a highlighter and, um, four pencils, the highlighter, uh, I designed the highlighter to be underneath all of the pencil marks. So that way you couldn't highlight too much and then basically make <laughs> the pencil marks go away. <coughs> so, uh, uh, I'm saying all this to, to explain why in ArcGIS online, they are two separate feature uh, services. Mm-hmm. So one for yep. pencil marks and one for highlights. This highlights a b- line or a polygon. Everything is polygons. The even the pencil marks are polygons, and we okay. did that because we wanted the fluidity of like if you press harder onto the map, it makes it thicker and stuff like that. And and so um, and and it and it won't stand out. You know the same. You know if you have a line that you set as um, three wide, and then zoom out to the whole world, it's still a three wide. Uh, line yeah um not so with a polygon so i just make them all polygons and that's how i get away with the eraser working the way it works i'm in my code i'm actually um erasing portion of i'm making new polygons what i'm doing you're erasing it and it's doing a, a cross with multiple polygons but
0: yeah. Make that work. Uh, yeah it's really clever um for those who are listening you can go to BluefieldGIS.com and um there's some samples up there of, of what it looks like, and it it, it just looks clever. <laughs>
2: um, yeah, thank you. So, what kind yeah. of what kind of um, market are you targeting? Um, I can see it being used in you know a, a really wide range of industries, but is there anything that you are focused on?
1: I would say uh, our our initial target was the utility space: electric companies, water companies, um, uh, telecommunication companies. Uh, but what we're finding is that there, there's no reason to think vertical with this software this is much more of a horizontal software you can use it mm-hmm. just as well to plan a playground in a in a subdivision as you can to uh, to lay out some fiber cable so um, uh, but as far as actively targeting it'll probably be the utility space they're going to be the ones getting the phone calls from us in the in the coming uh, weeks and months
0: yeah. I like um, if you go to the app app store you've got some reviews on there um, and there's a guy there from a bike shop who says I make a custom map for everyone who hires a bike oh yeah um, and that's you know and another guy saying perfect for family vacations you can you just see how um. how the world is missing <laughs> an easy markup map and you seem to have got it
2: yeah I, I totally agree actually I was just uh, just thinking that you know um, people listening to this podcast and you know myself as well you know we all work in different industries and um, you know my background I've got back is uh, in um,
0: well it's crime Chris
2: we all know your crime yeah, criminal history you, criminal history crime um, but you know I can see this being used for emergency management it's almost kind of like you know super obvious you know that, that uh, you know a tool like this that's collaborative and that you can use in real time would make a huge difference to, to those kind of, you know, um, emergency planning situations.
1: Oh, yeah. I mean, because imagine having a collaboration, a new collaboration every night or every yeah. day and uh, set up for the, um, the emergency management and the people in the field can be just writing anything in that collaboration for that day. Yeah. <clears throat> and it's secure with the ArcGIS um, integration. Yep, that's right. That's right.
2: So as you said, Mark, like, you know, it, um, it seems almost unique. Do you, you know, are you competing with anybody? I mean, it, it seems as though it's a completely uh, open in, you know, kind of field and nobody's done this before.
1: Well, that's that's exactly how I got into this because when I first started this company, I didn't have this particular product in mind. Um, it, I was actually thinking about something else and even worked on it for just a little while. But then it hit me, as like, there's nothing like this. It's like nobody mm-hmm. has ever done this. Why hasn't somebody done this? It seems obvious, and uh, and I don't know the answer to that. And but uh, you know, to this day, if you were to download um, some of the Esri tools, um, the the apps that they have on the App Store, uh, they they have a couple of, of features in their apps that touch on this, like they're like they're thinking about it, but nothing like this, and uh, it's still not. It's not ready for um, people that are, are not so savvy with GIS to use.
2: Well, I think that's a really good point that, you know, if, if I do think about some of the field collection apps um, from Esri, you know, Collector or Survey123 or... Um, I don't know, in the olden, olden days of... Uh, <laughs> oh, oh, what was it called again? Oh, pad, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, it's all very much, it's vectors and it's, you know, it's it's the language of GIS where this is the language of drawing you yeah yeah, yeah.
0: well and you can see you know we've I've dealt with companies who wouldn't roll out collector because it it's too complicated mm. um because it's that gis-y feel whereas you're you're a forester in the back of nowhere this is what you're used to as you say you've got the big paper maps in the back of your truck yeah. and um you're, you're used to drawing on it and then coming back home and giving it to the poor guy behind the desk
1: yeah, and, and so have, have, you all have probably had been in this situation yourself where you are um, you, you are faced with giving a uh, laptop or, or you're expecting some field staff or somebody other than uh, the GIS uh, staff in-house to help you input some data. And your level of trust of the data, not the person, but the data itself <laughs> goes down because of that. And, uh, whereas if you, um, are, are the person putting the data in purely based on the expert in the field, the, uh, think of them as the subject expert, the subject expert doesn't know anything about GIS databases. They don't know what rows and columns are. They don't know what pick lists are, but they know what, um, they know what that thing is in the ground that they're going to note and talk about right there on the map and just draw it out. Feeds back to the the GIS expert in the office that can turn it into real data for the rest, you know, for the model, for the actual data model.
0: Yeah. Yep. Yeah. No, it's brilliant. So, in terms of your backgrounds, you're both. Well, how did you get involved in
1: in GIS, in geospatial? Um. Uh. I started at a phone company as a developer. Uh, I was a software developer first, and I I started at the phone company years ago, um, probably almost 30 years ago. Uh, And and they had a CAD environment. It was a a proprietary utility-based CAD uh, software that they were using, and I was programming for that. And we discovered Esri. I didn't even know how to spell Esri. I didn't know anything about them. I just, uh, um, but they came along. Back in those days, it would have been ESRI. You that's have right. Been, you're That's exactly right. I would have been corrected, which is funny because I still get corrected the opposite way now. So. <laughs> <laughs> and 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 also, do you capitalize it or lowercase it? Anyway? No,
0: you don't. You're not allowed to capitalize it anymore either. <laughs> right. Unless it's at the start of a sentence, right? Then you then it's all right. No, no, it's because it's an it's a proper name. Oh, mm. <laughs>
1: that's right. Well, <laughs> <laughs> so, but. Uh, um, uh, that was back in, I think it was Arc Info 7.1. And, and that was when I was being introduced. And so um, at the time, they I think they already had MapObjects out and that was when I started doing some development because I wanted some way to give Windows users a, a simple viewer for our CAD data. And I, uh, I started developing that MapObjects-based viewer. And uh, so that's where I got introduced to Esri. And then um, that that was a telecommunications company. So we ended up having to do some, uh, you know, convert from the CAD into Esri over the years. And uh, uh, to do that, we had to automate um, tracking of twisted pair of copper coax and fiber (laughs) cable in the map. And at the time there was there, there were no real good solutions to do that. There were a few startups that that were coming along, and uh, we weren't really happy with any of them. So we developed our own, and um, and and that took off in the company. And uh, uh, they are, as far as I know, still using that to this day in that company. So uh, uh, that's how I got started in it, and the rest is <laughs> is just details and minutia. Yep. <laughs> what about you, Dennis?
3: Well, I got thrown into uh, ESRI with Worth when uh, we were working on a fiber management solution for the telcos. Uh, We thought it was for the telcos, but it was being purchased by everyone but telcos, seems like. Power companies and everybody else was getting into the fiber business, and and if I remember right, I had to fill out our paperwork for our engineering company to uh, apply to be a partner with Esri. Uh, I don't know when that was, where would you think back in know, late 90s or early 2000s?
1: It's probably about
3: seven years ago. So, um, yeah, but that was my first experience with Esri, and, and we've been to uh, some UC shows out in San Diego, and we seem like we're talking to someone with Esri almost every day, and uh, it's been uh, it's been very interesting and, and educational uh, situation for me as just a, a sales guy in the telecom industry, but uh, it's it certainly threw a new light on on what's available for people out in the in the whole world and not just in the US.
0: Yeah, and you've got a fairly, as you say, a fairly international user base. That people people really seem to have picked it up. How much? advertising have you done how have you promoted it
3: (laughs) just through just through the app store at this point for for draw maps and and we currently have users in in over 30 countries around the world
2: so when um draw gis comes out um which will be when how how, when do you think you'll release it yeah well
1: we're uh we're basically ready to release it right now we're in a holding pattern with uh both esri and with apple so right. um yeah uh, but it's it's coming it's it's ready it's ready to rock the, the,
2: the apple holding pattern is quite
1: fun isn't it it is yeah <laughs> don't get me started
3: <laughs> well we didn't we didn't know it but the arc uh arc gis marketplace is just about as much fun as is the app store
2: <laughs> yep yeah <laughs> So, are you going to be? Uh, are you going to have a, a
1: a stand at the Esri UC next year? We hope to. The plan is that uh, one or both of us will be there. Sure will.
2: I'm pretty sure, you know that. Uh, you know, I can see this being on. Uh, yeah, presented on stage. What do you reckon?
0: <laughs> well, it depends. on um, well, how many named users you're selling, probably. But
1: well, you um, know. I, I actually anticipate because of the market that, uh, that the, or the typical user of this software, I'm thinking that Ezri ought to really like this because this is going to be selling named users, new named yep. users, because they, they wouldn't otherwise be a user of Esri at all. Yeah. So. Yeah, and with the Act Online
0: collaboration, it's pretty easy to uh, set up and, and uh, get people going. Yeah, that's right. So, if you got,
2: um, it's a bit. It's one of these things where um, we're gonna gonna have to get you back on and and talk to you more once it's released. Um, But do you have, you know, future plans as well in terms of, you know, there's kind of the base, um, the base functionality that it's got. But have you got plans for the future?
1: Um, Dennis, can I go there?
3: (laughs) Yeah, definitely. (laughs) Please do. (laughs) Um, Yeah, they're, they're unlimited at this point. I'll tell you that. (laughs)
1: <laughs> so, so um, uh, what what I'm discovering is uh, you know, the the software is is you know it is what it is. Y'all have a very good grasp of of what it is today and and the type of people that would be using it. But now that I have this foundation in place, I am uh, imagining using it as a um, as a, a tool to actually store miscellaneous real data. So imagine dropping a point similar to collector where you can take a photo and maybe type some notes, not draw, not draw it in the map with a pencil, but actually type some notes in outline form. Um, if y'all have ever used an outliner, what I'm imagining is an outliner attached to points throughout the map. And, um, and so you can put data in there. Well, once you have that functionality, which I've got spec'd out already, you're only a step or two away from having a real staking tool and I don't um, I'm, I'm not I don't know if y'all know that term or not um, no but uh, staking is a um, is a term used in the utility industry for um, laying out or planning a uh, a new part of your network or some changes to your network and you would do that out in the field like you would you, when you see the guys out by the side of the road with one of those little wheels, they push on a, on a stick. Yep. Mm-hmm. Okay. They're probably staking. They're, they're, they're wheeling out the distance. Okay. We're going to need a new pole here. We're going to need a new pole here. Um, and they're drawing this on paper usually, or some other staking tool, uh, which is uh, probably some kind of legacy software. There's, there's really not a lot of good staking solutions out there. And so, I don't know, I've got some ideas of, of this becoming a, a, a next-generation staking tool. So, okay. uh, anyway, um, as, as an offshoot from just a regular outline mm. database. Yeah.
3: Well, and we see, see it, it as a tool for a lot of third-world countries uh, all around the world to help benefit uh, themselves with all their infrastructure, be it electric, water, phone, whatever, roads, you could use it for, for anything and yeah use gas
0: the um because I mean, obviously the photo coverage now of the world is is pretty much complete um and that's how i really like about it we in my i work with agriculture and um people say oh, i need a gps to go out into the field and we're like well I actually don't use a gps because it's you know one meter to five meter out just just draw on the aerial photo because it's what point two, point five accurate. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Um, and and you've just harness that, right? You've just gone well. Let's just click on the tree because
1: we know how accurate the photo is. Yeah, yeah, nice. that's right. I've often uh, had similar thinking just about our, these mobile devices we use today, anyway, because. I mean, I've been in meetings in the past couple of years where people are talking about going mobile, but we'd have to go buy these high-dollar external GPS devices. Yeah. And, yeah. and I'm thinking, gee, really? I mean, I know that the GPS in your iPhone is not that um, accurate, um, but when you get out there, you've got aerial imagery. Yeah. I mean if it's not where you think it is, then say where it is. You got it right there. You're standing there looking around.
0: <laughs> yeah, and the photo doesn't lie. I mean, it may be old, but it won't actually lie in location. That's right. Yeah. So it's
2: currently um, you currently release this on iOS. Um, we, we were chatting prior to this. Um, what are
1: your plans for Android and uh, Windows? So... Uh, we don't know which one we're going to do first, and when we are ready to begin, we will have that big <laughs> argument in our company. <laughs> but um, uh, I would love to see an Android version of this, um, or at least of Draw GIS, uh, maybe a Draw Maps type thing using Google Maps instead of Apple Maps. Um, but, uh, more a, um, but more definitely a an Android version. So, yeah. um, uh, yeah, yeah. I, that's what I anticipate doing, but we, we've had a number of users, uh, asking about windows. And so, um, with the way these windows tablets are these days, um, you know, windows is still big within that market. So I don't know, uh, what to, uh, I can't guarantee either one at this moment.
0: So, <laughs>
1: yeah, well, that sounds great.
2: So, um, uh, you said you know the, the Windows tablets are kind of growing in in popularity, and I know Mark, you're a big fan of um, services. Um, do you see that kind of growth in in kind of your or the you know the utility space that you're familiar with?
1: I uh, I do because in the utility space in particular, the tools require Windows. The the larger tools require Windows anyway, uh-huh. and so when once there was a way for them to stay in the Windows world without having to move to android or ios um they're doing that and so there there's a a large uptake of the uh, surface pros that's what i've seen anyway
2: okay
0: yeah that's brilliant well thank you so much for coming on the podcast
1: gosh thank you for having us um this was really exciting and a lot of fun
0: yeah and we um well well, yeah i mean with our, our massive listener base (laughs) <laughs> Hopefully, you get a, a few more customers, and uh, people will spread the word. Uh,
1: I I hope so. I hope so. And
2: uh, when you when you have finished, or you know, released the um, uh, the the draw GIS version, um, it'll be great to have you back on and, and talk a little bit more about that. Um, because I think it, it is one of these applications that you know, as we've described, it's kind of simple enough for everybody to use, and um, I think that's really a you know a key thing perhaps missing in, in the industry at the moment.
1: Uh, well, I, I, y'all be the first people I let know, and uh, I'm so excited and honored to uh, that that you you asked us to be on. So, uh, um, I will keep in touch with you. Cool. Brilliant. Thanks so much, guys. It's great. All Thank right. you.
0: Thank you.
2: So yeah, you Mark. We were right. It was a charming interview.
0: <laughs> so charming. Um, yeah, I, I, I really appreciated talking to uh, Dennis and Worth. Yeah. Um, and yeah very nice guys and I, I mean I know we've already talked about how good their product is yep um but it's it's worth having a look um on the website you can contact them for beta testing of um the arcmap arcjs online solution mm-hmm. um and if you know they're they're friendly they've they said in the in the interview they've they're getting good business worldwide um but there's always room for a lot more
2: yeah totally and and it's Hey, it's well worth checking out. Um, simple, beautifully developed, beautiful UI. You can't really ask for too much more, I don't think.
0: No, and and if you do, they're um, they're pretty responsive.
2: Yeah, yeah.
0: yeah. Um, so yeah, that was that was the podcast, Chris. That was the interview. It was yeah. First um, first one for twenty nineteen. Well done, us. Well, and um, what a way to start.
3: Yep, and um, uh, well
0: done listeners for listening. Whenever you choose to listen to this podcast, it might be 2020. Um,
2: Well, you might have missed the boat by then, I think. (laughs) um, But uh, yeah, lovely to have you listening.
0: Yeah, Um, and keep getting in contact with us. We uh, we really appreciate uh, the uh, emails and the uh, messages we get.
2: Uh, And with that, Mark, shall we... um,
0: Well, also tell your friends.
2: Yes. Even the ones don't actually like GIS or don't do spatial. I mean yeah. we've got a bit for you know a bit for everything in here, I think. Yeah. Um
0: yeah. Yes. So with that, uh goodbye. Yeah, goodbye.